0: we pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. And by the way, that is my agenda that's my purpose, that's what I hope for, is not to give you an opinion, not to give you my personal thought, but I want to give you what God says in his word. We'll make the application and pray that God will use it. But I want us to get something from God. That's what we need in this day. There are so many voices We have voices. I mean, you hear my voice now via the radio. There are voices on radio, secular voices on television. We have voices that report and voices that spin and voices that try to entertain. We have different uh, trends. We have different theologies and thoughts. We have different ideologies and philosophies. But all of these voices, people in places of power with influence, we must be able to tune that out and hear the still small voice of God. I told this to some young men recently that God is not going to get in a shouting match with secular distraction in your life. God is not going to simply raise his voice to make sure you get the message. You have got to get to that place of quiet, resting, waiting on God so that you can hear him speak. And I want above the noise and clamor, I mean cutting through it, not the whirlwind, not the fire, not the earthquake, but that still small voice. I want us to hear it even today. If you were with us last study, you know we started a new chapter, and we're continuing in that chapter today, and that is is Second Corinthians chapter 8. And we began the chapter, got through the first three verses. Verse 4 and 5 really follow on to that theme, so we'll reread some of those verses today and make comment just for those that maybe did not catch us last time and get into the truth. And we're going to be dealing with the topic of giving. Now, don't tune me out and don't cut me off. It's an important subject. It's a Bible subject. It's a blessed subject. And you don't give to get, but I promise you this, if you give in the right sins with the right heart, you're going to get from God. God's going to bless you for giving. He always does. You can't outgive him and you won't. Trust me with that. Everything you have God gave it to you. It came to you from God in the first place. But we're going to talk about this a little bit today. If you missed the previous Bible study, of course, you'll find it recorded and available on our podcast, and if you'll search Striving for Revival, the podcast, you'll find us and subscribe. It's free, and that'll give you access to all of the Bible studies that we have done and that we are doing. We take all of those and just archive them there. That way, if your life gets busy and you miss us on the radio station that we're on, or if you need to re-listen to take notes, you can find us there on the podcast, and all of that is available. You can rewind, fast-forward, pause, listen as many times as you'd like. Now, let's begin reading here in verse number one, and we'll read down through our new verses today and make some comment. The Bible said in verse one, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction and the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. We began this chapter last Bible study, and I made mention that Paul said, I want you to understand the grace that God has given to the churches in Macedonia, Berea, Thessalonica, uh, these other churches in that region, several churches. I wouldn't be able to name them. I'm sure there were some that maybe we don't uh, even necessarily know, but we're talking about Philippi and other places. But God gave the grace to these churches to give. And by the way, giving is a grace, I believe that. Now, we're commanded to give, but some seem to have that special uh, gift of giving. God's blessed them either financially or just with that selfless, sacrificial attitude. And they want to give, they look to give, They, they desire to give. And God had given these churches grace to give. And the reason that they were giving is because the churches in the region of Judea So that'd be Jerusalem and surrounding regions. We're in a state of affliction, persecution, and need. Several things are happening. If you read the book of Acts, there's persecution. Before the persecution, though, these these Christians had all things common. Many had sold their lands, their possessions, to give to the work of of the church. Persecution came government and religious persecution. Because of that, many of the members of those or churches in that region, the church in Jerusalem specifically, scattered abroad, which by the way wasn't a bad thing because they took the gospel with them, but it left the church in, in in a place of need. Also, I believe if you study Acts chapter 8 around that area, you'll find there was a famine in that region, which would of course bring financial difficulty. So those churches in that region were suffering financially. So here a a principle is laid out for us in the Bible that churches can take care of churches. Love offerings can be sent. Help can be rendered. So Paul is gathering the churches in Macedonia to help the churches in Judea. And he mentions in verse 2 that the churches in Macedonia also had hardship. They had financial hardship, deep poverty, the Bible said. They might have had persecution as well because it said great affliction. But they did not let that deter them from giving. In fact, they had great joy in deep poverty and great joy in a trial of affliction, and I believe it's because they gave. Jesus saw the cross, and the Bible said, for the joy that was set before him. You look at Calvary and say, what kind of joy is that? But he found joy in that because he saw that as an opportunity to give the greatest gift ever given, salvation for you and I. A Christian ought to be marked by their willingness and their wanting to give. A desire deep down in their heart. So this crowd gave, and they did not just give what was expected, but verse 3 said beyond their power. They gave over and above what Paul could ever think to ask. Then verse 4 tells us they gave what they had collected to Paul that he might minister that, what could you say, administer that, give it to the churches there in Judea. But verse 5 is the striking key verse of this section of Scripture that I believe you and I can glean from, and God will use it to help us, because I want you to see the testimony that is rendered through the text in regards to the Christians of Macedonia that gave in this offering. The Bible said, and this they did. So what's he talking about? This they did. What is the this? The giving that they did. They gave. But he says, not as we hoped. He said, they didn't just give the amount I suggested or a percentage that I said might be a good percentage. He said, but they went further than that, and here's how. First, they gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Long before they had emptied their wallet if you will they emptied themselves of pride self-will their own plans dreams and agendas And they said, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. Not in the monetary sense, not in the financial sense, but in their body. A Romans 12 kind of a sense. They presented themselves, their body, as a sacrifice to the will of God. And when God got them, we could say when God got their heart, God got their money. It came with them, where your treasure is. There shall your heart be also. And it proves to us the heart of these believers was stayed upon Jehovah, amen, because they willingly, wantingly gave to the meet the need. Now, you find a stingy Christian, I'll, I'll find, uh, you'll see a worldly Christian. You find a, a stingy Christian, you find a Christian who's not in love with Jesus like they ought to be. You find a stingy Christian, you'll find a Christian whose affections are not set on things above, but they are entangled with the affairs of this life. You find me a stingy Christian, and I'll find you a sp- not spirit-filled Christian, amen, but a spirit-quenching Christian. But you find me a Christian who's giving, a willing, cheerful, I mean ready giver, And I'll find you one who first gave themselves before they ever gave whatever the financial figure was. Do you have a problem with giving? Ask yourself, have you given yourself first to the will of God? Because if not, your wallet won't follow where your will has not gone. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California.